We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 29, the show that goes hard in the lore, <laughs> but only for 75 days. All right. <laughs> Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs like Allie's doing right there. And talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. Well, my name is Jin, someone that kind of understands why people like to talk about CrossFit all the time. Uh, and I'm joined by someone who gets to put up with me talking about my little fitness challenge. It's Allie. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. 75 hard. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. But <laughs> first off, that name every single time. I don't care if it's in the Discord or what, but I just, I'm not mature enough for that the, the name of this challenge. Neither am first I, off. so don't worry. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. But second off, I, I, I mean, yes, I mean... I'm kind of putting up with it. But on the other hand, it's more in like a supportive friend way. Check. Yay. Yay. Go Jen. Swole Jen. We're at four weeks now, everybody. This is four weeks of this. So yeah. rocking it. Uh, four weeks of success. So what do we so That would be day 28. So, uh, hey, we're over a third of the way done. We're just about uh, into a month coming up. You're just saying right here. All right. It's going to be good. <laughs> We Getting only there. got a month and a half left. It's gonna be gonna be good, cause uh, yeah, those stupid result, those little progress photos, looking pretty good. I'm just saying, not too uh, not too shabby. I will say though, I will say though, like when, when you can see that progress for yourself, that's a big deal. Oh, it is. That's awesome. So way to go, way to go. Thanks, I appreciate that. That's enough about me. I'll get to me in a second. It's your turn. Hey, you been, Allie? <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> I've been really busy with podcast related things, um, doing a little side project for another show entirely and helping them with a review of a D&D campaign, which was a lot of fun and it was good times, but it was also a lot of work. <laughs> so I've been, I've been spending a lot of lunch breaks, binging the, their campaign and then, you know, taking notes and then nights and weekends when I'm not raiding or podcasting other things. I've been listening to more of the show and making notes, but needing something to do. So I've done a lot of Corthia lately because mm-hmm. it's just easy enough to you know pick up, put down, you know, get somewhere safe, write a couple notes, and then keep keep listening and keep playing. Plus, I feel behind with Corthia because I have a lot of guildies who are already at you know tier four. Or, no, was I'm at four, five, five or six. With the, I'm a five. Well, look at me. Oh, I'm, I'm five. five. I mean, well, I'm not. Well, um, don't worry. Like, well, I'm not at six. I like. I just got to five, and then I saw six. I'm like, oh shit. I'm never yeah, gonna to, I'm never going. I'll get, get to there. five this week easily. If 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 I'm awake, if if I have time after this, I might if get to five tonight. If not, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I have not slept much lately, so probably not. But um, probably tomorrow after eight, I'll get to five. But I felt really behind, and it's just one of those things where I still love Corthia. I just haven't had the time to do dailies as often as I would like, even though they don't take long. They really don't. So yeah, they really don't. I, so I just haven't been taking the time to actually do them because I'm busy with other stuff. So I felt behind. So it was kind of nice to 
just do a bunch of Corthia, chill, hang out, that kind of thing. My raid team is four. Oh, four? Did we get a fourth one down? I think we got a fourth one down on heroic. Oh yeah. So we kill. We got the nine. What's after the nine? Uh, surrender maybe somewhere like that. Maybe. Oh um. No, we went to we went to Nerzul. We went to Ramnos Nerzul. Yeah, Nerzul. And so we did a lot of ping pong. So we didn't we didn't quite get it down. We we were so close. I think we got it down to maybe 16%. Mm-hmm. So I gotta ask, since I'm a warrior and I do this on that fight, um, how many times has Toasty died because he was all thinking he was all big and bad? Because he's like, I can charge and it'll be fine. I don't need to be standing there with the rest of the team. And then he totally blew it until still got killed because I've done that a couple, couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever did that on purpose. We only had one night of working on it, but it was a good chunk of the night. And it was more just getting the the ping pong down and getting the motions down, especially for timing with uh, the healers who were dispelling and everyone, you know, standing where they need to stand, but avoiding the, oh, what are they called? I should know these things. The, the beams that he shoots out of the remnant. Oh yeah, because they the malice or whatever it is because it knocks you back too. And so it's just it's just it's a lot of positioning work as you're getting used to that fight. So it's a lot of that. I think it's a fun fight. It's a good challenge, but man, one slip up with those dispels or placements and it's a wipe, which is it's rough. It's rough, man. Yeah, it's always we funny got too. It. I that, think that, this week that fight. I really enjoy it because. Uh, at least two times, someone like maybe didn't hear it last time or something. Someone was like, who's Roll Khan? <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 the funny thing is, yeah. is like, half that raid team are all super into the lore, so I never even get to it. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's Nersil's wife. She's dead. Moving on. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but it's I'm one of those people that if I'm doing something in, the, in this game or any game that makes me shoot across the room or a platform or something, I'm really entertained by it. So I'm like, wee! So once I get my positioning right and I can enjoy the wee, it's good times when you can enjoy the wee. <laughs> sure. Yep. So I have a, I have a question. Um, did, did, was it, it wasn't previous week. It was, it, so it would have been like last week or something when you finally finished uh, Secret of Monkey Island 2 with that wacky ass ending. What the crap was that? I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I was watching I, your stream when sudden, you finished and everyone was like, wait, and I'm what? Like, what, the f- <laughs> what the frick just happened? I'm so confused. <laughs> so so for those who don't know, on my stream I, I, I mostly most Sundays will stream and I've been doing Monkey uh, Monkey Monkey Island, Secret of Monkey Island. Uh, I did the first one, and then the second one, and there's this really weird twist ending at the end of the second one. And of course, it was talking like a pirate day, so we're doing a lot of pirate puns and whatnot, which was a lot of fun. But I don't, I don't understand what that twist was. And then I've played the first like minute or two of the third uh, third like game just to kind of see if there's some continuity and to figure out like what was with the little like. So in the next game, does he start as a kid? Like, I'm so confused. No, it's just normal. <laughs> he has. I just I don't understand that at all. And what happened? All right. Well, I don't I don't know. I don't know. You go watch a lot of Valley stream if you're curious what the heck happened, because I was lost right there with everybody. It's like, wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't alone for that, because that was really 
I, I don't even know. That was crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, so go to so go to twitch.tv slash Allie Andrews. You can totally see her. So <laughs> anyways, that's about it for me. What have you been up to? Mm, what have I been up to? I have been up to a whole lot of work, actually. That has been the number one thing that I've been up to because the past two weeks, uh, I have not made it to raid because uh, work. Uh, yeah. However, I am very happy to, to announce that uh, work should be slowing down because Yay. the humongous year-long plus project that I've been working on is finally over. So, yay. So, yay. Happy about That's that. happy. Nice and smooth. Uh, no serious issues. So, yay. Yay me. Good job. And now I am just, uh, you know, looking forward to getting back into maybe playing a little bit more WoW because I've done very little of that recently because... You know, I've been doing uh, 75 hard. Yep. It's real hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a success so far. Like I said, if I if I fail, if I fail, I'll let everybody know. I will admit it and be like, good guys. It's too hard. It's too hard. Couldn't do it. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was trying so hard to keep my composure, be a professional podcaster, and be, you know, very super pro- serious and adult. Very professional and, and here, I, folks. I, I can't. I just, I just can't. It's just not me. It's not how I roll. It's not how I roll either. I was thinking it too. It's good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, been doing that, been having a good time. But other than that, yeah, that's really about it. I, really, I, I haven't played. I really haven't. So, uh, kind of looking forward to jumping into this silly little, uh, topic today that we're going to get into so yeah how about that you want to you wanna jump into i guess we can start with what we're drinking because i'm like jumping away the gun because i'm excited i guess you, you're just so excited you're just like jumping like three different things man like it's just jumping it is. it's like i got the notes right in front of me and i'm like no and let's you're just going, jump up i wrote these notes and it's just like <laughs> 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 just bulldoze right over it's fine it's yeah. fine well what, what are we drinking hmm they seem to be slightly different i mean they're close but they're slightly different <laughs> so Jin suggested this minty lime soda water. He linked it to me. One of the ingredients is lime cordial, which I never even knew lime cordial was a thing. Me neither. And we both kind of, right? Like we both kind of agreed to kind of skip that part. And it's it's super easy. It's soda water, you know, seltzer, you know, that, that kind of thing, right? And lime and this lime cordial I've never heard of and fresh mint. And it's like easy. I will go to the store before, you know, on my way home, you know, today, and it'll be fine. The store by my house did not have fresh mint at all. That's waggy. There was, there was no mint. The only mint I could find was mint extract. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pull this down on my butt here. So I've got the soda water. I got some fresh lines. So, you know, I squeezed, squeezed some nice fresh lime in there. That was really nice. And I did get some simple sugar. And just got just a little bit in there, just just a little bit, because the lime cordial you think it's a little sweet, right? So I just did like a little bit of simple sugar, and then a few drops of the mint extract. So I've got a little bit of mintiness going on there, and it's actually not bad. It's it's pretty refreshing and limey. It's the way I did it. It's almost like Sprite, except not nearly as sweet, and it tastes healthier, but still pretty good. Oh, mine kind of tastes like a mint julep because I did have mint and I just yeah <laughs> I went nuts on the mint. But like it's, I, uh, if I had done more mint extract, it probably would have tasted like a mint julep for me too. Yeah. But yeah, you, like your your drink is noticeably greener than mine. 
like noticeably greener. Yeah, super, <laughs> like super duper. You've got this like nice uh, seafoam green thing going on. Yeah, almost. And I, but I did have to get a straw. This is, so the straw I got in my glass right here. This is normally what's attached to my to my little jug here. Right, you get the idea. The, wa- the water jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's normally that's what the straw goes to. But uh, as I was drinking this, number one, it kept going on my mustache because I need to trim it. It did. It <laughs> kept true. going on my mustache. <laughs> that's that was annoying. And then the second thing is, is I kept like practically going like <laughs> on the freaking mint leaves. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, those look, are some pretty big chunks in there. Those are floating, so I'll just use a straw and get them from the bottom. There we go. Problem solved. Got some floaters. Yeah. <laughs> It's a weird episode and there's no alcohol in this, right? <laughs> right. This is this is a very sober episode. And yeah. Um, I think your mustache was just wanting some moisture, you know, it's just some moisturizing probably mint julep knockoff. Yeah. I haven't put I haven't thrown the beard oil in there, so, so maybe that's what's going on. It's like, yeah, see, it's, like it's just so, so dry. It's just asking for moisture, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very very minty, very limey. I like it. It's actually very good. I uh, yeah saw the flavors that were going in there, and I was like, oh, I think that'll work. I'm a, I'm a fan. I was I was I was actually uh, half thinking that we were gonna get on here, and we were like, Hey, Jen, this this drink's a stinker. <laughs> Why'd you make me drink this? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Nope. Maybe your original suggestion oh, that, yeah. I, that I shot down that you said I could shoot down. Well, um, but this is fine. This is good. <laughs> I gave you the out because I know my wife hates. Uh, freaking bloody marys and so it's like hey people some people don't like these things even though some people put bacon in them so you know that helps so you know it's a i'd try that (laughs) except sorry like the the legit bloody mary you linked me has a million different ingredients and i've had a bloody mary it's okay but it was a much more simple version of that than that than the one you linked and i'm like um I like you, Jen, but but no, you you gave me it out, and I'm gonna take that out because well, first off, there's like something pickle, pickle extract, juice. something or other. It's pickle juice, up like pickle what? Juice. <laughs> like how did I not know that there's pickle juice in a legit Bloody Mary? Because I had no idea. Shush, Libby. Libby, Libby didn't know either. She's like, there's there's freaking pickle juice in a Bloody Mary. That's disgusting. See, mm. Libby gets me. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I suppose we can move on to the next little section here. We probably should. Yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just threw a little thing in here. It's a little, little Patreon. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Do you like sporting shows that talk about hobbies and interests that you're you're really into? Because hmm? I do. That's what I like to do. So do you find yourself ever talking back to the host out loud while listening in the car or while riding on the train? Because hmm? I've done that, too. All right, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our habits going. So there you go. That's just my fun little announcement. Well, anyway, that fun little thing, let's go ahead and jump into the news. I'm not going to call it good, not going to call it bad, I'm just going to call it news. But, uh, ABK and the lawsuit and the thing, right? Well, hey. The thing. Hey, everybody. So you remember that there was a lawsuit originally from uh, California. Department of Equal Employment and Fair Employment Fe- Housing. Federal, ha- fair, federal, yeah, fair. Fair, fair employment housing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fair employment housing. That's the one. Okay. Well, you remember that one? That was the first one. And then there was like a stockholder lawsuit. And then there was the, the SEC uh, investigation 
Oh, and by the way, there was also, there was also the uh, EEOC from the federal level. So they also got sued by the EEOC. And just today, as we are recording this, I got a little, little pop-up saying, hey, we have settled out of court. And that settlement is, eh, it's a slap on the wrist. It's a slap on the wrist. <laughs> yep. All right. So according to the reports, Activision Blizzard is required to set up an $18 million fund. You know, the amount that they probably get from like, like Cures of the Storm skins. And they kind of push that game off to the back burner. Uh, anyway, uh, that fund is to compensate any employee that has been a victim of harassment or abuse. And good old Bobby also put it out a statement that says, so far the settlement was constructive and that would they would be vigilant against harassment. Mm, so, thoughts there, Allie. I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. So many thoughts. So first off, absolutely, it's, it is a slap on the wrist. If you look at what Bobby Kotek's bonus alone was like this is this is this is nothing. Yeah. And if you look at the ah, where'd it go? I lost it. Uh, but if you look at the profits made and what they're worth on the stock market right now, again, this is nothing. Also, this only covers the employees since September of 2016. Hmm. So any employees before that who was a victim of harassment or abuse, well, they, they just don't count. I find it interesting that this was a three-year investigation. So this was being investigated before the DFEH, DEFH, ever got involved. I was like, oh, so there's that too. And so I was doing, you know, I was doing some digging around and stuff, and a former employee of Blizzard basically uh, got their hands on the consent decree from the EEOC that Activision Blizzard signed. And they basically are suggesting that no victims that are involved with the DFEH investigation should sign it because apparently, now this is all just hearsay from this employee who's claiming these things, these, this former employee. But if they are on board with that, that releases their claim with the DFEH and considers all matters resolved. Oh, well... Well, look at that. That's not great. That's not, that's not great at all. And so it kind of feels like this is Activision Blizzard just trying to make everything go away with an itty bitty little slap on the wrist. And the vict all the victims since 2016, I mean, they're going to get something. That's, that's something, the ones who decide to go for it. But again, any victim for 2016, they apparently don't count. And from what I'm reading, it's good chunk of them are before 2016 or it started before 2016 oh, so yeah definitely started before 2016 for sure and so yeah yeah so it sounds like a bunch of uh it sounds like crap but anyway this was the as i put it in the notes the other other lawsuit so hopefully we get something a little bit better from the state of california one so mm, anyway anyway um any other final thoughts before we uh, move on because uh i read this and was like at least it's something but that's kind of crap um yeah, and at first, my I think my first reaction was just, oh, so this one's been going on even longer. Like, this three years ago, we had no idea this one was going on until today. And I was like, oh, that's something. And then I read Bobby Kotek's little letter thing and this. And I'm like, no. And once again, you're still not addressing the employee's actual demand. So, yeah, no, just just no. That's those are my thoughts. Just mm. no. 
Yeah. No, I think I'm right there with you. Just no. I mean, it'll Just be nice no. if, uh, you know, uh, you know, some people that, you know, got some serious crap get a, a decent uh, chunk of change. It would be nice. But um, odds are that's probably not how the divvying up is going to work. So. Just no. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can move on from that and jump into um, what I would like to think is just some some fantastic and wonderful news. And I'll just say, um, yeah, we we got ourselves our first sponsor. So I just thought uh, we'd take a little break and just jump right in here and and play a little message from from a little, little, as they say, an ad read. Let's let's get, get right into that. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a minute here to say a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Cartel Ta. That's right. They wanted to remind everyone that we all need a break from saving reality's very existence from time to time. So why not stop in at Ouroboros' finest in Idelia? Yeah, we're gonna gonna go with Idelia. Say hello to host Terrell and pick up a refreshing purified sky spring water. Mmm, yeah, it's nothing better. Alright, if you feel like you need something a little more substantial, you can also get some of the finest dishes made with some of the finest ingredients smuggled in from Azeroth. So, if you want a little taste of home during your time in the Shadowlands, why not try some of the iridescent ravioli with applesauce? F- fish ravioli and applesauce? Okay, alright, whatever. Uh, sure. For all those warriors out there needing a little bit of their protein while on the go, though, Adelia's got something for you, too. Try out the latest edition of the menu, the pickled meat smoothie. I wasn't aware that you could pickle meat. Um... Okay, that's kind of gross. But if you really just need some time to relax, be sure to try something from the dessert menu. We can't rescue the universe if we don't take a little time for our self-care. So with that in mind, treat yourself to one of these fan favorites. Butterscotch marinated ribs, banana beef pudding, or steak a la mode. Okay, this is the most disgusting crap I think I've ever heard of. Um, uh, But don't take my word for it. Listen to some of our fans' reviews. Top Ace 31 says, Ice cream beef? Ice cream beef makes your teeth turn gray. Gene 7 says, Visible disgust. Farm Buyer says, Pickled meat smoothie. I will pay the trainer to remove this from my memory. So thank you again to Cartel Ta for sponsoring us today. But maybe you should consult some entities that actually require food to survive before coming up with your menu next time. What the f*** is wrong with you? Steak and ice cream? Ribs covered in butterscotch? I mean, I've heard of some sweet and savory going together. This is just vile. Come on. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We uh, sponsor. Yep. I don't. I don't think they'll be returning next week. Though. <laughs> Pickled meat smoothie. Yeah, yeah. But, Gross. I, don't know. I felt like no one was paying attention to the food items, and I just really needed to call it out that this is what we have: steak, a la mode, and banana beef pudding. Oh, good lord. Yeah. I mean. To be honest, I'd probably at least try this whole butterscotch rib thing because maybe maybe it would be okay if done right. But that I wouldn't know. What about the pickled no. meat smoothie? Hmm? No. You, you, want, you want it? No, right. Absolutely not. 
All right, well, that's a, that was just a little bit of fun. So uh, let's go ahead and hop right into uh, some of this. I'm about to come up and do this. What you talking about? 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 We're talking about the Grimora Shadowlands for third episode. So here it is. The final. The finale. Chapter nine, everybody. This is what it is all led up to. The name of this one is called The First Ones in the Grand Design. Or lack thereof. Oh, no, that was, that was me just adding something in there. <laughs> so, first up here, let's go ahead and dive right into what is going on in this chapter nine. The one we've all been waiting for. Talora is talking about how the brokers set up, set out from their realm of origin. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. They were actually talking about how they're like, oh, we set out into the vast in-between, not the great dark beyond, in-between, right? And they were checking stuff out here. So what do we think that the broker realm would look like? I just think that's pretty awesome. It sounds cool. It does. It does. And uh, you have here that you're thinking it'd be like Taz Rush, but bigger. And I, I have to agree. And I think we got a really good glimpse because there are so many different NPCs in Tazvesh that are, you know, traders and specialties and whatnot. And it, it 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 feels like it'd be something like that. Yeah. And the only reason why I might be changing my assumption right here is I listened to the latest episode of The Torn of the Goblin where they were talking about uh, Grimora, uh, the Shadow Deans. And they were talking about how the brokers like their little things it's their encounter suit and i totally missed that uh when i was doing my, my read through so like what you're seeing what we interact with is their quote-unquote encounter suit and they are just the you know as you look behind the little tiki mask they're probably just the floaty energy so maybe their realm is like oh, this weird creepy mystical thing right is that in the book and i completely missed it that's what that's what hey nick said it nick said it so i mean Hey, we we gonna we'll just let's go talk to Nick. Let's see what it maybe. Well, we Nick's just, also freaked out by the Gorm, so I mean. Well, that's true. That's true. We'll get the Gorm. From <laughs> <Rom>, Gorm, <laughs> <laughs> they nom nom on things, and he freaks out by them, and I like to give him a hard time for it. Hmm. But I did I comp- oh man, if I completely miss that, see that makes me see. So I have this working theory that they are somehow related to the Ethereals, and Ethereals are basically it feels like something like that, like they're just this ball of something in humanoid form and then they put the wrappings on just to be seen properly i guess and if that's kind of what the brokers are too like yeah there's got to be something like what (laughs) yeah what if the ethereals in general are just another cartel they just don't call themselves that no they call themselves consortiums well that's the name of their cartel well it's just kind of like a type of cartel Hello, Olivia. You they're, get in a box. They're, okay. they're the black. They're the black sheep. That's out on their own. Okay. <laughs> and the brokers are just jealous. I don't know. It just there's a connection there. I'm sorry. Continue on. All right. Well. Okay. Well. So I, I, <laughs> I could definitely see. I mean, they they, they built Tazabesh to look all pretty awesome. So I'm assuming their their home realm would probably look kind of similar after they built it up. So next up, what is Talora talking about? Anyway, uh, Tazabesh. And other locations like it, like the Veiled Market, right? That one? No, that is not all they are. They're actually barge cities uh, that the brokers use to explore the in-between. So um, so you remember that little quest that you had to do to go track down the location of Tazavesh? Because they were like, oh, where, yes. is it? where is it? 
That's why it was hard to find because the freaking thing is basically like a like an aircraft carrier, but bigger. It's a yeah. it's just it's, a, it's it's a floating city. Yeah, it just goes out and floats out there, and the in between is they go seek out the sepulchre, the first ones, right? Because that's pretty much what they're looking for, right? So I thought that was actually pretty sweet. I was like, oh, brokers, yeah. these guys are awesome. I uh, I would like to know more about you, brokers, but uh, you didn't reveal very many uh, mysteries in your little Gamora, so jerks. Anyway, so anyway, I mean, it kind of makes sense because. It's one broker writing to another broker and they know about their own culture. So, of course, they're not going to really reveal like, hey, fellow broker, did you know that we're like this? Because we totally are. <laughs> Dearest fellow broker. <laughs> Let me tell you about the broker ways. Why are they writing this? <laughs> Us brokers are, are mere balls of energy with an encounter suits. I know I put it on every day. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> all right so so they they why did they build these barge these barge cities why did they do that well so they started a little journey they started searching for centers of great knowledge right you know kind of like how venari remember the little wait and listen where venari's like Psst, you want to go find him you want to go find him the sepulchre <laughs> <laughs> and then the attendant was like it does sound pretty cool, but be gone, temptress. Right, that one? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, uh, when that was all going down, you know, that's the whole reason they did is because they really want to know all about the knowledge. That's their, their, that's their big thing. Really been into the knowledge. Um, and anyway, they are looking for specific centers, big centers, and they actually called them out. One of them is Orbos. That's freaking the home city. Another one is Corthia, where we do our dailies right now. Yay, Corthia, it's kind of fun. It's getting a little old, but it's still kind of fun because I like killing the rares. Yeah. Anyway, next up, there are two more that are mentioned that we have no idea what they are. They're just kind of thrown in there. Anyway, one of them is named Baroneth. So if uh, maybe it's another zone coming up in 9-2 or something, Baroneth. Okay. And then the other one that was randomly mentioned just offhand with no context was Niram On. Yeah. Any any guesses from the... No? No? What, what those guys? No. Be? No. Well, there's one thing. There's one thing that we need to know, that we do know about Niram On. Apparently, the rocks sing. Mm-hmm. They got singing rocks. <laughs> Is it like the singing bush in Three Amigos? Excuse me. Are you the singing bush? Let me talk to him. Excuse us. Are you the singing bush? Yeah, oh, blow the man down. Yeah, oh, blow the man down. Hello? Hi. Hi. Give me some time to blow the man down. Excuse us! Good night, ladies. Good hey! night, ladies. Good night, ladies. I gotta leave you now. <laughs> I gotta leave you Forget now. it. Chip, 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 chip. Nanny! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with it. Yes, it's, it's just like that, but instead of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Say the magic word and fire your gun into the. <laughs> He shoots the invisible dude. 
<laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so anyway yeah yeah there's uh, these other two places i even checked wowpedia because i was like what are these places you know what i found it was basically one line of like yeah they, they mentioned it in um in the grimora with no context oh and then near near mon they were like yeah the rocks sing mm-hmm. they got singing rocks just like three amigos there you go that's that's the, that's the first thing that we learned about there I wonder, so I wonder if the singing stones could be not so much singing la la la, but more they talk because they have stone slabs with information carved into them. Oh, it could be. Maybe. I mean, the guardians of the first one looks like a big rock. Ancient knowledge where they, they carved it into stones. So it's like they're singing. I don't know. Maybe they just put lyrics maybe. on their rocks. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not really singing. It's just that's where they wrote down all their their ballads and their melodies. And hey, even, even the first ones need a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where they. That's where they put <laughs> unchained melody on the rocks. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's sure. go with that. Yeah. Anyway, so there we go. Yeah. Well. So uh, speaking about the singing singing stones, apparently this is where. Um, Let's just say it was apparently the singing stones of Nahrim An and the archives in Oribos that confirmed that it was the first ones that were the progenitors of not only the Shadowlands, but also the fabric of all realities. So that's a fun little ditty that those rocks were singing about. The first ones made the whole universe. This is a bad song, but it gives you a lot of information, right? That's pretty much what's going on that's, right now. That, that's beautiful. That, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. There was a first one named Jedediah, and he made the area of light. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ezekiel made <laughs> the discordian one. We also like to call chaos. <laughs> so you guys can't, not you all can't see this because, you know, it's only us on video, but he, he is getting into these songs. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. Picture like I'm channeling Nacho Libre or something. Nacho! <laughs> it's one of those underappreciated Jack Black films. That's true. That's true. Get that coming out of my face! <laughs> 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 anyway, so I do have a question for you. A movie we already talked about. <laughs> do, you? <laughs> do you? Yeah, the question is do you think they really sing? Mm-hmm. They're singing. No. I mean, I kind of want them to now, to be honest. I don't think they actually do, but now I want them to. <laughs> what is that enchanting melody? Why is it giving <laughs> such explicit information about the first ones? This is fabulous. It's really, it really rocks. <laughs> Worst joke ever. <laughs> okay, so this song really rocks. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Can't believe I didn't even think of that. That went right over my head. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's good. That's good. I think we I think we're gonna leave the the the, the rock and roll for 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 uh, for here for now. That's that's good. That's wow. Okay. <laughs> so we also get more confirmation of the broker's bias. When they wrote the great cycle between death and life, and the lesser pendulums that swing between light 
and shadow, order and dis disorder. Okay, which when I read that, they're like the lesser pendulums. And I was like, you guys and thinking that you're the most important and you just you, you're so so narrow sighted because the fact that they believe that death and life are the are the, are the most more. Wow, that's a horrible sentence. Let me, let me fix this. <laughs> the fact that they believe death and life are more important than the other cycles feel very short sighted. That I can't fix it. It's just, it's so bad. The fact that they thought it was more important. <laughs> the most, oh, most, that's the word. It's not more, it's most. <laughs> oh my God, this is the worst sentence I've ever written. I'm just going to keep going. Like I said, it feels very short-sighted. Wow. Anyway, this is likely due to them not seeing the amount of influence the other four four forces, wow, that's hard to say together, four forces have on reality. <laughs> Anyway, Ali, as, as I uh, eventually removed the uh, foot from my mouth, not that I really did that, but, you know, I'm speaking. Uh, it's hard. Uh, what did you think about the, uh, the fact that they thought they were lesser pendulums? I don't even know. So I've got the giggles, like, really hardcore right now. And I'm, like, literally wiping tears from my eyes as I'm trying to hold laughter in while Jen's trying to say things. But then he's struggling, and, man... Uh, uh, giggles. Welcome right. to the struggle bus, everybody. So, <laughs> yep. But it's a fun struggle bus and we're on together and it's great. So I do agree with you that it is very short-sighted and we've seen multiple times throughout this book that it is very much an unreliable narrator and it's very much just focused on the information that they know that's obviously the correct information out of everything. Obviously. Yeah. I, I, I read that and was like, the lesser pendulums. I'm like... Dude, you don't even know. You don't even know. Going back to Chronicle, according to Chronicle, it was light and void that started this whole mess. And you're over it's here true. trying to tell me this lesser. Puh, give me a break. Talk to the Titan <laughs> about you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. We also get more confirmation. Uh, Whoa. Well, I already read that. Keep going. The next confirmation we got was proof or very good speculation. That every realm slash force has its own pantheon when Talora wrote, all were conceived and put in place by the first ones, along with the pantheons that embodied their influences. So, do you agree that that is pretty much saying there's pantheons for all of them? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what we're kind of seeing already, because we know of at least three Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that all of them would have one. And this kind of helps, you know, kind of confirm that. Right. So I also put in the notes who would be in the pantheon of disorder and why is it not Sargeras? <laughs> well, he's a former Titan. So he was from order. And while he is out there doing well, was out there doing chaotic, seemingly chaotic things in his mind, he was still putting order to things but in the way he saw fit yep so i don't know if disorder would be all about any kind of order even if it's just a differing opinion from the realm of disorder of, of order oh yeah no it's the the big problem there and why i even put the joke in there is because um you could totally see that uh sargeras was his entire thing was still 100 order because he brought order to the chaos that's why he needed the eridar that's 
the right. entire reason he set up the hierarchy. That's why he got killed Jaden and Archimonde on board because he needed to freaking put some order around these chaotic jerks to actually make them do what he wanted them to do. Because without him there, they just would have kept going, wow, we're chaos. We just do whatever the heck we want. <laughs> so yeah, that's why uh, Sargeras is not in charge, which is which begs a, an interesting question. It would, it's just, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you could easily play it off because I was like, if you're talking about the realm of chaos, I, I get, we'll, let's start here. Would the Twisting Nether be the realm of chaos? Start, we'll start there. That's a good question. I think so, question mark? Yeah, I'm going I'm to think yes, or at it the very like least. Isn't, isn't it like kind of chaotic energies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so the only reason I'm going to say yes-ish is like saying that the Emerald Dream is the, the entire realm of life, just like the Shadowlands would be the entire realm of death. Right, because if we look at the OG, the OG cosmology chart, right, we got, um, you see the Emerald Dream and the Shadowlands just kind of like nestled up against reality. And then you have those realms outside of it. So that's why I think that the Twisting Nether would be probably much closer along those lines than the actual true realm of chaos. Yeah. You, You ready for this? You ready for this? Sure, let's do it. From Chronicles. I got Chronicles right from me, man. Uh, The Twisting Nether existed outside the borders of the physical universe. Even so, the Twisting Nether's volatile energies would occasionally tear through the veil of the great dark, flooding into reality and warping creation. So, volatile energies, warping creation, reality, whatnot. that's, That's chaotic, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely a realm of chaos, for sure. Uh, But it is the realm of chaos. It is a realm of chaos, but it is the, I don't know. I think it could, because I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, uh, I feel like they, uh, again, Blizzard uh, got some splendid to do. Because if we got these pantheons and Shadowlands was supposedly only like this little, like, close nestled up against reality, right? And we're talking to the pantheon, right? And they're supposed to be like in charge of these realms. They, they kind of, so it feels like, okay, well, I guess the Shadowlands kind of is the realm of death in many ways, if you kind of think about it that way. Right. Because wouldn't the Pantheon at least live in the realm that it is interacting with? It's- you would, I mean, logically. Yeah. I don't know how logical the first ones always were. We, that yet remains yet to be seen. But mm-hmm. logically, you would think so, maybe. Okay. Well, that was a fun little tangent. I liked it. That was a, that's good. Yeah. It, so, yeah, it, it kind of leads me to start, you know, questioning like, okay. If that's if the if we got the twisting nether, that's the, the the realm of chaos. What would the realm of order be? And have we ever heard of it, seen it? Right. That's that's an entirely different question. And then void. I feel like we've kind of been there. Like you know, remember those quests where we were messing around with Locust Walker and things like that with Alaria back in Legion. I feel like that's kind of like oh, we were kind of in the realm of shadow, but like. That was like, in my opinion, the equivalent of when you die on Azeroth because we were still yeah. on. We were still on Argus. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But, you, you know, we, we got the, a little a taste of it. And then the realm of light. Kind of. Never yeah. seen anything to go to even come close to that other than Zero going like, yeah, your, your, your scars will be healed. Yeah. 
Dara sounds just like that, too. That's what Zero sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess we can keep going. It is, it's, it's an interesting diver- divergence, though, if we think about it. Well, so, important thing to discuss here is the passage that contradicts Chronicle Volume 1. Okay. Talks about how there were six forces that were either brought, forged, scribed, or shaped together. Okay. The, the, the little issue of unreliable narrator is in either this book or Chronicle is that previously we believed that we said we were just talking about is that the universe came into being when there was just light and then the void began to form the eddies where the light wasn't. Right. So that's like one of the first things you read in Chronicle Volume 1. And Talora is over here talking about how it was forged, scribed, or shaped by the first ones. Right? There's none of this light and void Big Bang. Or maybe that was before the scribing and the shaping. Right? I don't know. It's one It's one of those things. Like, it's, it gets complicated. So, I don't know. What, what, are you, what are you thinking about this, Allie? Who's right? So, here's what I'm thinking. This is this is the real reason I brought out Chronicles, actually. <laughs> is this, this little mini paragraph right here? Oh, well, it's like two sentences, but still. The cataclysmic birth of the cosmos also flung shards of light throughout reality. These shards suffused the matter of myriad suffused the matter of myriad worlds with the spark of life, giving rise to creatures of wondrous and terrible diversity. And it goes on to talk about some it gave shape to beings of far greater power of far greater potential. Mm-hmm. And among those were the Nauru and it goes on to talk about all that jazz, right? But I kind of wonder if it's a combination of both. You know, you got the the this version of Big Bang with, you know, light and shadow, right? Light goes out everywhere, except for where the light doesn't touch. And that's where all the void is, right? And then you get these... <laughs> it it talks elsewhere about the... the Where shards of light, like, coalesced into celestial bodies and whatnot. And maybe that is how the first ones came to be. And then, because time's not a construct of death, the brokers don't know the actual timeline of things, but Big Bang, first ones kind of just came to be, and then they shaped everything, and it went from there. It's kind of what I'm thinking, so like a bit of both. I, you know, I I think I can get behind this, um, only because Chronicle, if you continue from there, it's like, hey, the light and the void, boom, stuff, Right. There was no, there was no in between, so there was plenty of, of space for them to say, "Hey," and some other things happened. For example, it's never explained why some worlds contained a world soul. Never did. Just says some worlds do. Why? I don't know. Yeah, they just do. Yeah, basically. So anyway, and we just kind of bought it, right? We're like, okay, sounds good to me. But anyway, that was that was kind of my thing where I was like, mm, so who's right, who's wrong, or is it a little bit of both? So it sounds like it's a, I think I can get behind that where it's a little bit of both. Right. Uh, and, and I was also laughing when you said except for the except for the light touches because I was getting some serious uh, Lion King vibes because it's like I was totally going for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the light touches is our kingdom. What about that shadowy place? That's where the void lives. Don't go there. It's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> They have a thousand truths. We only have one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of voidy goodness over there in that uh, elephant graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
picturing the elephant graveyard now and like some tentacles popping up. Yeah. And <laughs> just like the eyes everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's very Cthulhu esque. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, what was I getting here? So I said, and finally, when the light touches the void, you get the idea. Kaboom, kaboom. Uh, so everything is right. Good, good job. Um, well, finally, as Passion mentions how the first ones built the framework where reality is just a fungus growing upon their grand creation. Well, that seems a little presumptuous. We're just nothing but a bunch of fungus. Neat. So if that's us, it kind of makes me wonder. It's And it's hard to really know because we don't really know a lot about the brokers and how they came to be and whatnot but if we're the fungus like what are they claiming that they are oh more are they also fungus. the fungus i don't know they're the they're a real fun guy no <laughs> no hey, you get your rock joke in here come on <laughs> <laughs> music rocks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was, it was very interesting how they talk about it. They they built this framework that you know basically you know stood up the framing, just you know, and uh, and for some reason they had to go with fungus instead of just saying it's like yeah, they were the frames of the little of the building, and then we're like the drywall and the furniture inside. So yeah, well, couldn't you just say they put the frames up? Hmm? No, then they had to go right to fungus. Rude. At least moss <laughs> is prettier. Hey, moss next time. Whatever. All right. So I guess we're fungus growing on us some scaffolding. Neat. All right. <laughs> Next up in this here chapter nine, we also have what we already discussed a little bit, which was the cosmology chart remix. It's a remix. It's a very musical episode. I love it. It's very musical. I'm here for this. <laughs> so we've already gone over it, like we said. All right. Uh, but, you know, it's worth mentioning again. So. The first and obvious thing that you that you see when you're just looking at it, you're like, whoa, that's totally different. And then you look at it closer and you're like, oh, never mind. It's not that different. <laughs> but it, it's obviously different. First, the obvious thing that we talk about is life and death realms are like way bigger than all the other ones. This yes. is probably where you get, they get this silly idea of the lesser pendulums, right? That's probably where they get this idea that thinking they're all big and bad and better or something. Yes. Or at least more important. All right. Like you said, this is where their, their, their bias comes from. Yeah. They probably looked at this and they're like, guys, we're at the top. See this? Look at this. We're at the top. This is important. It means we're the best. So why is death the best? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> now, here's one that I thought was kind of interesting and worth pointing out. Uh, so this full chart, um, it's got one big glaring obvious issue with it. They put the arbiter in it. Yep. The Arbiter wasn't the original Arbiter. It was actually, nope. it was Zaval. So this yep. chart was made definitely after that fact. <laughs> right. It was, it was made before this machine of death broke, obviously. But yeah, after Zaval got shut into the Maw. So once again, showing unreliable narrator. Yeah. The Primus probably took one look at that and was like, you going to tell him? I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at they, look at they, they, they spent a lot of time making this pretty little picture, thinking that they got it all right. And it's kind of a glaring issue, isn't it? Well, to the to, to few of us, <laughs> not to them. <laughs> they think they've been there the whole time. Yeah, but then they're, they're spreading their propaganda, their broker propaganda. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, well, that's probably why the, I mean, honestly, the Eternal Ones are probably fine with it. They're like, yep, yeah, no, what are you talking about? Uh, the Arbiter has always been there in their eternal charge, right? Done it forever, always will do it, because time is not a construct of death. Always has been, always will be. Whoopsie-daisy, that's not actually, <laughs> that's not the truth. <laughs> right. You know, I just thought this, that was a, a funny thing to point out, that it's like, yeah, they threw the Arbiter in here, and it's like, mm, no. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's wrong. Anyway. Uh, so, that was the first thing that I just thought was funny. Another interesting observation is that, uh, is that what is labeled as reality is in the OG, where it's like, we got the OG, it's reality. In this one, it's just a great cycle. Just a great cycle. And, which is funny. It's funny because... It's it's almost like it took the original image from the from the um, the original cosmology chart and just locked it in a box. It's kind of, it's kind of what it is. Yeah, basically, because you can kind of see it where it's like, oh, there's the there's the little planet with the little the moons, the twin moons, and then you can kind of see oh, there's the Shadowlands and oh, there's the Emerald Dream, but they're reversed, right? Because they put the death on top and the life on the bottom. So yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that I thought was kind of funny because they locked it in this little box of called and they called it the Great Cycle, All right? And this is probably where they get this ridiculous idea that the first ones were like, oh, they set this whole thing up just so we could get anima, right? That's why they did it. That's why. Well, it's kind of interesting too because we we so we've talked about that Great Cycle too in the past and the whole closed loop system theory. And if you you know remember the original. In the cosmology chart we're used to, it's reality, and then our closed loop system with death and with, with Shadowlands and Emerald Dream, right? Wait, wait, is it Emerald Dream? Yeah, it's I'm just like guessing myself now. <laughs> no. Yes, Emerald Dream. So I'm just gonna, you know, like I have them side by side now. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> where, so but it's got the little little loop de loops, and if you look carefully in the broker's thing, the loop de loops are still there, but it's connecting to unknown realms or planets they're not labeled you know what i mean yeah it looked like i said so the closed loop system's there kind of yeah and and the other thing that's kind of funny about it is when you really look close at it is like where you got shadow right there shadow looks like the planet where in the star auger fight off in the distance yes yeah that's what shadow looks like where it's like oh, a lot a lot it's like you think that's what's scary Look at this! There's void! Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what the Star Hogger sure. That's the Star fight. Just uh, like that. Uh huh. And then the Light Realm looks like something out of, like, I don't know, Deep Space Nine or something. It's kind of, kind of what it looks like. <laughs> oh, and Disorder, of course. We got the Fell Reaver. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah. And then we, and then, um, what is this? Yeah, Mr. Alley. What, what did Mr. Alley find about for order? This is pretty so, sweet. Well, this is just a little side thing. He found this on Reddit, which, oh man, I should probably pull up. As I talk, I'm going to pull it up so I can give credit to the the Reddit person who shared this on the pages with the things. It is... <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, goblin Sexologist. <laughs> Reddit and their usernames. It's like half the fun. Right. Exactly. So if you take a look at the Tazavesh gear glider, which is the amount you get from hard mode Tazavesh, right? If you look at it top down, 
the design looks just like what we see in the Brooker Cosmology chart for the order realm with it, you know, looking like a little gear thing with a little, you know, on the outside it looks like a gear and then a little band and then little loop-de-loops with the holes in them in the middle and stuff. Like it, to the point of even like the outer gear parts, like it just, it, it looks so much like the realm of order and the cosmology chart. It's, it's interesting and makes you kind of go, hmm, why is that? Uh, Do you I, see this? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, number one, I think that it could be one of two things. And to me, this is this is what it is. Uh, first one, no one has any idea what the realm of order is anything like, because apparently the Titans spawn out of actual reality and planets. And, you know, we have we've got no inkling of what that the realm of order would look like. So Tazavesh was like, hey, we got this little gear glider over here. It's pretty orderly. It works really good. All right. Uh, we're just going to use that as a symbol for order. <laughs> so so that's option number one. Option number two is just some dude drew a really pretty picture of the, in their little orderly thing. And some broker was like, I can make that work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, and then there may actually be a, a deeper meaning behind it. But yeah, this is absolutely the Tajavesh gear glider. In the cosmology chart, there's yeah, just like it. It's friggin' spot on. There's almost no difference, other than one's in color and the other's within sepia tone. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just an interesting little, little interesting little thing. Also, something else I just noticed while we're looking at this. Why does the realm of order look like it has fireballs falling down onto it, or comets, or whatever? Because the Tazavesh gear glider has the little balls of light floating next to it. <laughs> I mean, you do have a point. But on the actually cosmology chart of the brokers, it looks like they're fireballs or comets or something falling down on it. And then what? <laughs> it's very orderly placed braziers. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, it's. Your guess is as good as mine. I just, I thought because it looks like flame, and flame isn't necessarily order. Like flame is destructive. It's not order. What? Why? Why? Uh, Tell me, brokers. <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah. Fire is over next to uh, disorder. It's not next to. It's not next to that. It's that's earthen. That's primarily earth attached to uh, order. Yep. 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 Well, anyway, anyway. So ultimately. My kind of main takeaway from this chart is a little crap compared to the original. <laughs> that was uh, that was my that was my main takeaway. What what, what is your, what is your opinion, Allie? Do you, you think it's worthwhile? Are there any hidden nuggets in here, or is it just so much unreliable narrator that we have no idea what to even ascribe anything to? Maybe, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> it's a little. Like, I've I've got. I've, I've, I've gone over it and I've gone back and forth. Like sometimes it just seems like it's, you know, it, there's all that talk of fractals, right? And so if you take like a 3D fractal, different viewpoints and stuff, maybe they're actually kind of similar if you like layer them and cross them over with each other. And then what other cosmology charts are out there and some somehow with all of that, you get the real image, but in 3D instead of this 2D business. So sometimes I've kind of, you know, gone down that route. And other times I take a look at it. I'm like, how does this 
even work because this is very clearly unreliable narrator between the two, especially because of how big life and death is, which it would make sense that life and death are so prominent. But at the same time, if everything did come from light and shadow going boom, I, it's, I'd, I want to know things and I could be here for a long time rambling about what I know and don't know. And that's going to get us nowhere because I'm just going to talk in circles. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many circles on these maps. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, too, is like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, when the first, you know, cosmology chart came out, like there was there was some some discussion around it, but it wasn't like world ending like, oh, we got to talk about it. Right. So I don't know. I feel like more is going to be revealed over time. Uh, what information can be even gleaned from this? Because as of right now, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's not. It's not a lot. Other than the really cool snakeys going around there. So I like the snakeys. It's pretty cool. Those are, those are really cool. And I do, I do, I mean, there's little things here and there. Like I do think the little moon thingy in life might be a loon that I, f- I feel like that's not a coincidence. And it is a good thing to mention. Like we said that they have the Arbiter on here. So they obviously don't know everything anyways. So grain of salt people, grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I just, I don't know. There's a bunch of little issues with it, like the Arbiter being in here and me trying to figure out where exactly the realm of death is. Is it or like, you know what I mean? Is the Shadowlands in the realm of death? Is there something greater? I don't really know. It's just it's a little it's a little bizarre world. I feel like that might be what they were going with, with this whole great cycle thing versus the way they had it set up in the original one. I don't know. It's it's very weird. It's very weird. That's what I'll put it. And then I wonder what Zoval's real plan is. So how is he going to break it all up? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so now we, we got through that. We got through that. Let's go into the whole the mysteries of the first one. It's another little chapter. Because this is the end of the book. Right? The end of the book lays out that the brokers really don't know much about the first ones. Shocker. Really? Okay. Except Talora confirms that the writings of Alpharium, the mad scribe, should be taking, taken way more seriously than Cartel Ah was taking them. Right? Because, um, in fact, Talora speculates that perhaps the reason no one has heard from Alpharium in so long is due to him succeeding in finding the sepulcher of the first ones and the vast knowledge contained within is taking him ages to catalog. Except time is not a construct of death, because I don't know. That's just a weird statement. <laughs> ages, Jen. Ages. 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 <laughs> so anyway, what do, you, what do you think about that? Oh, and just a refresher for everyone. Alf Rim, if you don't remember, that is who wrote the uh, the journal entries that you find within Tazavesh. Okay? That's who Alf Rim is. I went to meet Alf Rim. And have a conversation. But you would think if Alfram actually found the sepulchre of the first ones, wouldn't Alfram find a way to send word back like, hey, I found it. Hey, uh-huh. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah, like, would you even just rub it in their face? Yeah, because it would take it. I would it would take him ages to catalog. So you, you would you would think. I don't know. I don't know. Would you would you phone home like E.T. or would you sit there and like hoard it all for yourself and be like, I'm going to find it all? Because I don't know. The Venari seems to be like 
I'm going to hoard it all for myself because... That's true. And considering how they have treated Alpharim, kind of outcasted them, like... Yeah. If I could see him being like, nope, they get nothing. This is all my knowledge now. Screw them. Yeah, because if, if Cartel Al... 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 Uh, is... <laughs> is uh, anything like cartel, cartel Vey. Um, yeah, they're trying to, like, send assassins after Venari, so um, maybe maybe uh, Alpha Rim is just like, nah. I'm good. Stay right here. I'm gonna be in the sepulcher. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for the jailer. I'm gonna save the day. I'll be like, get out of here. Boom. Get out of here, jailer. We're gonna find them, and we're gonna find the sepulcher, and we're gonna find Alpha Rim huddled in a corner, piles of books all around. <laughs> stones singing serenading him doing great i'm just picturing like i don't know since the brokers are really into knowledge and it's just like alpha rims is going to be in a corner with books like covering his body just like ah ah <laughs> just so happy <laughs> like absorbing the knowledge through osmosis <laughs> possibly Possibly. <laughs> it's a, I'm sure you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Uh-huh. Of course. I okay. Twice. Okay. All right. Love so, it. you know, when they when they go get the pallet of money and then the guy's like, mm. <laughs> 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 it's like flop back on it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's Alpha Rim and the Sepulchre of the first one's just, mm. it's kind of like Scrooge McDuck. Just diving through the, through yeah. the books. Diving I can see books. this. Yeah, I can, I can see it. That'd, that'd be great. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, and then on the very last page, Talora even gives us a little bit more credit than they are willing to give before by pointing out a few facts. Azeroth is clearly important to the Jailer's ultimate plans. Yeah, because it's a video game yeah. and we're based on Azeroth, so it's got to be important. Yes, Libby, it's important. Stop correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's agreeing. She's agreeing. It's okay. Uh, okay, all right. Anyway, so the mortals that showed up seem to be able to figure out shit a lot faster than the brokers have been able to, and state, they possess a freedom of mind that the denizens of death seem to lack. Which I thought was quite funny, because it's like, where they're like laughing at our cosmology chart. Oh, 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 this cosmology chart, they think it's so good. And we're over here like solving mysteries and fixing stuff for them. And, and then, you know, finally, Solora's like, you know... Maybe we are a little biased. And I just thought that was funny that they've kind of pointed it out. <laughs> so, anyway. Now, the most interesting line in the book is what Talora suggests be done to prevent their cartel from failing for falling further behind the Vey. Because, remember, the Vey were the ones that were like, yeah, sure, we'll go to the mall. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else was like, you're going to go to the mall? They're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, have fun, have fun with that. <laughs> so, apparently they weren't expecting a bunch of mall walkers to show up and then, like, help out Venari and all this kind of crap, so they're like, oh my god, I can't believe that worked. This is ridiculous. So, so they're like, alright, we get, we're gonna prevent this from, uh, from going even further. So what we're gonna do is, what we're gonna do is, we're going to Azeroth. We're gonna go ahead and set up Shap. We're gonna set up Shap at Azeroth. Alright. So, don't be surprised if you start seeing brokers on Azeroth, everybody. They're going to be from Cartel Ta. So, there it is. They're setting up shop. It's like a little pop-up shop. I don't know. Maybe they're going to be selling their freaking banana 
beef pudding. Yum. <laughs> Always money in a banana stand. Some arrested development. <laughs> I apparently have not seen that enough recently. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> Rings a very vague bell. Yeah, it's, it's a criminal thing. <laughs> that's where they. That's it's where, a criminal thing. That's where it's they fine. The money. There's money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone down, Dad. There's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say? There's always money in the banana stand. No touch. No touch. It's a good place for the money. Yeah. I, I, I guess. Yeah. All right. The, I see them coming to Azeroth. Cause I've, I've read that line too and I was like, oh man, it's going to go down. They're coming to Azeroth. And then I had to remind myself that it's not necessarily to take over Azeroth. It's just to gain knowledge and to get artifacts and special things and, and whatnots. I foresee some kind of odd civil war between the Ethereals and the Brokers it's just because I really want to figure out what's going on with them. But I feel like ta- the cartel Taz is going to show up and the Ethereals were like, uh-uh. We had this first. Back off. And then it's going to be some kind of turf war between the two of them. And we're going to be stuck in some weird middle ground. None of this is going to happen, but I want to see it. So I'm just going to speak it into being somehow. Yeah. I can see this. This, is, this sounds pretty good. I like it. Now... Before we wrap up today, because that was the end of the book, we did have a little fun little question that I thought would be fun to pontificate and discuss over. Um, so yeah, here it is. This is this is what Mud asks. All right, are you ready? This is pretty funny. So it was Nerzul was put in the helm of domination by the Legion. Yes, you're tracking. All right, the Legion then sent the helm and Shadowmorn to Azeroth, where it sat in some ice until Arthas found it. Check. We're, we're, Frostborn, yep. yep. Yep, yep, we're good. Oh, Shadow, yeah, right, right, Frostborn. Sorry, bud. You, you know what? You're done. Yeah, I you, got you back, bud. It's you, okay. You, you called it Shadowmore. Yeah, Shadowmore is the legendary. It's cool. It's cool. I have Shadowmore. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. All right. So, Arthas did some Arthas things. He did. He yeah. did do some Arthas things. Then used the helm and sword to control the Scourge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which went against what the Burning Legion wanted. That was mostly what Ner'zhul was up to. Ner'zhul was like, no, nah, no. Nah, I hate the Legion because they tortured me. Right. So anyway, but we've now learned that the sword and helm were forged by the Jailer's forces. Were they forged by the Jailer's forces or were they forged by the Primus? Because we, we know he got the plans from the Primus. And that's the, that's the goofy thing. How long was a freaking Primus missing if you ripped the if you ripped the plans? Because that was like the, the memory that you get after you get 15 right. memories. He's like, hey, hey, yeah. look what I found. Right. And what's even weirder, if we're talking about first ones, right? At this point, this is, I remember, this is when the jailer was like, the information out of um, the Primus when he was all locked up down in Torgas and built it. Right? So how did the Purding Legion get it in the first place? 
Was it part of Zoval's plan to get it to them? Is this a Dreadlord plan via Denathrius? And where did I miss the bit of connecting lore? Right. Now, would you like to take this, Sally, or, or you want me to see see what I can do? I mean, we can we can we can you know we can bounce it. We can bounce it. Sure. I know. One of my thoughts is, I mean, yes, I, I do think he probably ripped it from the Primus, but we also found out in one of the chapters from the last episode, if I remember right, that yes, they used domination magic to put him in the Maw, but he started learning domination magic himself. And that's part of the, the, the power of the helm and sword. And so I think that's part of it. Started started learning it. And then he got the plans from Saval. So that's good for him. And then I think it was probably at least my assumption all along, whether it's right or not, has been Zaval and Denathrius working together, even at that point, with Zaval giving it to Denathrius to give to the Dreadlords to give to, you know, the Legion and have that all hooked up. But at the base of it, I always assumed that it was Zaval and Denathrius working together from the get-go, or at least that early on. Yes. Yeah, um, I think the 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 big little, like, we're going to put it in your little funny little um, explanation here, which which I, I'm totally digging, totally like it. So we're going to put it like, put a lease here. Uh, we're going to, we're going to put some stuff in the beginning. All right. So here's the, here's the whole... And when I say, where did you miss this bit of connecting lore? I feel like it's bits and pieces that the community practically put together. It wasn't like super obvious spelled out in the game yet. It's just we all kind of yeah, like took yeah. the little bits and hints. Uh, one of the big ones was when you collect 15 memories and you get that little cutscene. That was that was one of the big ones. Um, so anyways, this is pretty much the the idea and that, that we've got the pretty much we, we, we've got all floating around, which is number one. The Vol has a plan to get out of the Maw, right? Somehow, that has something to do with the Helm Domination and things. Okay, so anyways, what he does is he builds it after he gets the plans from the Primus locked up in his basement. All right, cool. Okay, next, next, he says, Hey, Denathrius, we need you to take this, this little Frostmorn, little Frostmorn thing, and get it over over to uh, in the hands of the Legion that you guys are, you know, you've already infiltrated. You got a whole bunch of your Dreadlords up in the up in the freaking uh, in the, the realm of chaos, right? So that's what that's how they got it from from what I'm understanding. Now there's, there's two little bit of plot points uh, that are um, maybe issue, right? Because we talked last time where apparently Sylvanas was the original Mawwalker. But if any of this, what I just said has to be true, or that isn't necessarily true is that Sylvanas wouldn't actually be the first Maw Walker. The Helm of Domination and, and Frostmourne are the first Maw Walkers because they got out of the Maw. Because that's the thing. Nothing gets out of the Maw. Nothing. But apparently that did. So, issue number one? Maybe. Maybe. Because Denathrius, like, we, we talked about last episode that all of the... Eternal Ones had to work together to find the Jailer to the Maw, right? So maybe somehow Denathrius had a way to get to Zaval. Well, he definitely had a one-way trip. 
because we even saw in the they one of the the, the main like cutscenes or whatever that they did for like the teaser for the Shadowlands expansion where they did the whole CGI version of it, where Denathrius is like, and he chucks someone into the maw. So he's got you know he can you know he's got a maw front property right there, so he can see it. I don't know. Maybe he just throws a fishing line, a really big fishing line, and then he just like he reels it back in. Maybe that's how he does it. Maybe. <laughs> I sure. I mean, that could work. It's a it's a funny mental image like that. <laughs> uh, they got Nat Pagel died, and Nat Pagel got sent to Revendreth, right? And then Denathrius is like, I got a plan. I got I got I got something in there that I need you to get out. So, and Matt Pagel got it. There you go. That's 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 what happened. Wait, wait, wait. You said, are you saying Matt Pagel went to the Maw? No, Matt Pagel. Matt Pagel went to Revendreth. So, and, and what he, did Matt Pagel do to deserve Revendreth? What sins does he, he have to atone so for? So much pride. So much pride in his, and so much <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> okay. That he's I, the I can give you that. Okay. <laughs> right? okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I got you. He's so, like, yeah. I'm so good, guys. So good. So he dies. He goes to Revendreth. And Denathrius is like, you know, I need a man of your talents. <laughs> the only problem sure. is the timeline doesn't, you know, doesn't line up. because but time is not construct of death. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Apparently, apparently things that happened when they did happened before they happened there. I don't. It's, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> it's screwy. It's okay. It's very, it's very Wibbledy wobbledy, timey wimey. Okay, so anyway, yeah. Um, the main, the, I, I think the main uh, answer to the question is yes. It seems to be Zoval's plan because of you know he he totally has it in that cutscene. It shows off the helm domination and the sword. Uh, all right, and then we also got you know the Dreadlords because it even says and it even says in Chronicle that it was the Dreadlords that gave the um. The Helm of Domination and Frostmourne to uh, kill Jaden. But they were like, hey, yep. I have a present for you. And he's like, well, present for me? And they're like, yes, check it out. And he's like, well, what does this do? It's like, you could put souls in there and they're tortured. And then it's like, I think I'm going to need a little bit more of an explanation. It's like, okay, check it out. It's a thing. It's part of a plan. This is like phase three. Okay, so phase three is we're going to send this hat. We send a hat. All right, and we're gonna put it in a tortured <laughs> soul. All right, and we're gonna send it down to Azeroth. He's like, "Why are we sending a hat? Just go with me. Just give me a second. All right, it's gonna take a second. So we're gonna send a hat down to Azeroth. All right. So we send the hat. All right, and then we're gonna we're gonna trick a guy. We're gonna trick a guy to put the hat on. Okay, and then he is gonna be our puppet to like kill a bunch of people and bring about it's like the Walking Dead. All right, it's gonna be like the Walking Dead down on Azeroth. And he's like, okay, okay, I like that show. It's a pretty good show. <laughs> who's uh, who's who's Coral? Who, who's 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 playing Coral? <laughs> and they're like, it's it's a guy. It's a guy. His name is uh, it's a uh, it's Kelsazad. Kelsazad. He's uh, he's he's spreading the good word. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there you go. That is pretty much what it is. And like I said, where did I miss the bit of connecting lore? You really didn't. Uh, this is more of just the dots that we've all kind of connected ourselves because I haven't seen it explicitly pointed out in the game or a book. No, it hasn't been. It's so, just kind of assumed by the community at this point. Yep, pretty much just assumed. Well, you got anything else to say about this before we uh, start wrapping up? 
No, just thank you to Mud for submitting that little discussion bit. Yeah. Thanks, Mud. Yeah, and if anybody else wants to do, to do that, yeah, there's a little Discord that you can uh, you can join. I think if you go to livelifelord.com slash Discord, it'll work. Here, let me see if I try it. Let's see if I try it. Livelifelord.com slash Discord. Discord. That didn't work. Let's try it again. Oh, that worked. I got it backwards. So if you go to discord.livelifelord.com, boom, there you go. <laughs> I had it backwards. <laughs> boom. Boom. Figured it out. So there we go. That is it. So no reviews today, everybody. No reviews today, and that's fine. But we do have a couple of our super duper top and amazing famous lore patrons to thank. So take it away, Allie. You, you get them this week. So we got Kellen P, Mud, Chris Malore, Dungeon Master Burke, Skull, and Anna. Anna? Anna? I go Anna. Yep. Anna. Anna. I was thinking Anna. Anna. I was second guess myself. Mm, that's all right. But man, you, you also, in my personal opinion, you mis you mispronounce Skull because it's Skull. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, okay, for I was like, I'm no, I know I'm going to mispronounce something. So <laughs> I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, it's just it's metal. You just say it metal like. All right. Well, so thanks thanks for that, everybody. Maybe I'll get like silly little music or bumpers or something like that eventually. But but for now, you just get a nice little thank you. Appreciate that, everybody. But we're going to jump into a little bit of this. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Yeah, I, yeah it's kind of true. Well, anyway, so I'll admit, uh, I do watch the Today Show from time to time. Um, it's a little bit lesser it's ever since it was, honestly, COVID, COVID, COVID on the news. I, I can't always listen to it all the time. Uh yeah, but I do watch it from time to time. And about a week ago now, uh, we did see someone on there that my wife and I have completely fallen in love with her content on TikTok. <laughs> like, it's addicting. <laughs> anyway, her name is Erin. And in one of her videos, she referred to herself as the anti-Karen. <laughs> She's like, hi, I'm Erin. I'm the anti-Karen. Whenever I, whenever my, uh, whenever they mess up my food at a restaurant, I don't say anything. I just eat it. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Anyway, um, so what's she doing? Well, she is training for a marathon. Or I'm just gonna let her explain what 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 she. I'm just gonna let her say. It. What's up, I'm Aaron. I run a 13 minute mile, and I'm training for the New Jersey Marathon. There it is. She does. Uh, however, there's a little bit of bad news. Gotta, gotta let everybody know that there's a little bit of bad news. The marathon that I've been training for for a year has been canceled. <laughs> so we have two options. Quit or keep going. I'm gonna keep going and find another in-person race. Yeah, so she's gonna keep going. And it's obviously, you can take a guess, it is COVID that keeps making them cancel. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, strangely enough, she is uh, very goofy. She likes to do a lot of funny things here. Uh, no one else is going to see this, but I'll, this is just for you, uh, Allie. She likes to do where she shows off her running outfit of the day, and she does like this. <laughs> <laughs> very unique pose. It's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've actually found Aaron's videos to be actually really motivating to keep going with this challenge I've gotten, gotten on, you know, uh, because she's not your typical runner. No, as you as you heard, she already admitted. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I run a 13-minute mile. All right? It's not particularly fast, and hey, that's fine. She's awesome. 
No, she's just an awesome person getting out there and doing her best. So here's here's a little bit more more for, for you. All right, it's hot AF. Weather is a uh, low-grade fever. I'm going to need you to come with me for this one. <laughs> Four miles. If you ever wondered what a fever dream looks like, just keep watching. It's going on an adventure. Liquid IV, lemon lime, because I'm going to pretend it's a margarita. Because I'm on day 11 of no drinky poos, okay? One mile down, already dripping sweat. <laughs> there's some corn, and there's some more corn. My loyal cheer squad, always out here showing support. We'll get some tree tunnel vibes after aggressive nature shot time. Three little poofies, bop. Tree tunnel vibes for me. Tree tunnel vibes for you. Frick yeah, the tree tunnel on three. One, two, three, frick yeah. Two miles. I'll be lucky to make it to three at this point. The sun is going down and there's thunder behind me. I did not time this well, which is completely on brand for me, sadly. Wow. Sorry, I just realized that looked way cooler through my sunglasses. There we go. As I like to say, it's good enough. Let's see how far the sweat traveled. Almost all the way to the bottom. That's a success. It's running down my leg. Is it sweat or is it pee? We'll never know. <laughs> well, we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Oh, and I'll just before I do my little, my little ending thing. Um, so anyway, we've we've definitely um, gotten hooked on the, these videos. And one of the ones that cracked me up the most is when she first talked about how she was going to start training for this marathon. Uh, she was doing some research. <laughs> and the research said, apparently there are two types of people that run a marathon. There's the ones that poop their pants and the ones that don't. And the only way to find out, <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nearly died of that one. So anyway, now, usually I try and pick a little heartwarming story that really moves people. But this time, I just wanted to inspire everyone to follow whatever you wanted to do. And it doesn't matter if you've done it before or not. When I started podcasting, I had no clue what I was doing. And I just, I just wanted to do it. And if you want to run a marathon, who gives a crap if you can only run a night or a 19? That was really slow. A 13-minute mile. <laughs> now, be like Aaron and get out there and do it. That's right. So there you go. That is my little story. What did you think, Allie? I thought that was a fun one. Yeah, it's so cute. It is. It's a fun one. It's nice to have fun ones. And yeah, it's... Definitely, you know, in inspiring for sure. Yeah, that was that's actually what she said on the Today Show. It's like, you know, she kept getting messages saying that, oh, my gosh, you've inspired me to actually get out there and run for the first time. She's like, I don't know how to inspire anybody. <laughs> like, I'm not inspiring. Well, she's more she's she's real about it. It's not the I'm perfect and everything's perfect. And la -da -da. like, no, she's authentic about mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. which makes it more real and to me, at least, even more inspiring. Yeah, I agree. That's I think that's why both me and my wife have just really uh, been really enjoying watching her entire back catalog. And I'll tell you, there's a lot. So it's fun. So anyway, well, you got anything else to add before we uh, get out of here? No, I think we should go ahead and, you know, run on out of here. Run. Yeah, let's go run 26.2 miles. And I suppose we'll never know. Is it sweat or is it pee? No, just never. Gonna... So many miles. Mm-hmm. I've actually done that before. It is so many miles. So many miles. So many miles. Just, I'm not a runner. Just like 30 <laughs> years is so many years. So many years. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Got a little advice for you. No one's ever thought of these three things that you gotta do. You gotta live, you gotta laugh, and you gotta love. You gotta live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love.